0: Well, hello everyone and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a lesson companion podcast. So for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Summer 2021 Lesson Manual or Student Workbook and turn to lesson number two, intended for June 13th, 2021, the lesson entitled Rightly Dividing the Word. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bibles, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. All right, well, before we look into God's Word together, if you want to go ahead and turn there with me, you can, to 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're going to read about six verses in 2 Timothy chapter 2. But before that, I want you to meet Marcel and Magdalene. Marcel was a young man in love in 1875, and eking out his living as a painter in Paris, Magdalene was the love of his life. He wanted to show her how much he loved her, so he hired a scribe to write Je vous aime," which is I love you in French, and he wrote it 1,875,000 times. Marcel could have run off to paint in order to earn the money he was paying the scribe for his letter, but he stood right by his side through every word. He told his hired hand, repeat after me, and then write down the words I say. And for hours, Marcel said, and excuse me because I'm not, don't know French very well, but, je vous aime The scribe repeated, je vous aime And then he wrote, je vous amais. Marcel and the scribe said, and Scribed, Je vous aime" out loud and on paper, 5,625,000 times. This love letter comes in a distant second place to the love letter authored by God and penned by his people. His love letter is compiled into 66 books we call the Bible. The Bible's everything we need to hear from God, learn about God, know the plan of God, feel the heart of God, and do the will of God men and women of like passions are found within its pages who face the same temptations we face and fought the same battles we fight. God inspired his writers to write so we would see examples of what to do and what not to do. And that instruction was God's gift. We open that gift every time we open his word. I want us to look in Second Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to look at this Uh, scripture passage that goes along with the lesson entitled Rightly Dividing the Word. The focus thought is to know Jesus in his fullness. We should be diligent in studying God's Word. Why don't you turn there with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and let's dive into God's Word together and see what it would speak to us today. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Let's Begin reading at verse number 14. We're going to read down through verse 19. Verse 14 says, Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a work when that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The focus verse is verse 15 of Second Timothy chapter 2 says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let's look at these six verses and see what Paul was trying to communicate to his son in the gospel, Timothy. Verse 14 starts with these three words, as of these things which just lets us know there's something going on previous to verse 14 that we need to understand before we can put into context what's happening here. Of these things, what things? Well, if you look at the previous few verses, specifically in verse number 10 through verse 13, Paul writes, "...therefore I endure all things..." for the elect's sake. I en- There's some things Paul says I endure, I put up with, I suffer with, I, 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 I deal with. It. Of these, I endure all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Verse eleven, he says, "It's a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him; if we suffer, we shall also reign with him; if we deny him, he also will deny us; if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful; he cannot deny himself." Of these things, put them in remembrance. We find it. That that's where we are now. Verse fourteen. So, Paul. So, what was Timothy to charge? Or what, what was what was Timothy to charge these teachers under him? what was he to charge these teachers well first of all paul reminds us remind these teachers under you that you're training these new these these pastors these teachers these leaders you're training remind them of the privilege and honor it is to serve the lord even in suffering when we suffer when we are persecuted, continue to serve the Lord, continue to walk faithful, continue to not deny the Lord, but just be faithful to him, because there was a promise secured for you. So of these things put then remembrance, charging them that they strive about uh, strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Timothy, tell these uh, teachers and pastors and preachers that you're training, that you're these leaders, you're you're growing underneath you. Remind them of the privilege it is to serve the Lord, no matter what suffering or persecution comes our way. It is a privilege to, that that they are able to serve the Lord in this way. And take that honor and take that privilege and begin to speak and teach and preach the word of God. Taking care of the words you use and how you present the gospel so that you're not trying to impress people necessarily but the whole reason you're preaching and teaching the gospel is to turn people's lives to Jesus Christ it is to to save people it is to rescue people it is to keep it is to turn people around from the road they're traveling on the direction they're heading and subvert them turn them in the direction of Jesus Christ So Timothy, remind these leaders that it is an honor and privilege that when they are persecuted, when they suffer persecution, that they should not stop and run from that, but they should stand up in the midst of that, considering it an honor to to be persecuted and suffer for the name of Jesus Christ and take the words of the gospel and preach them in such a way that you can turn people's lives towards Jesus Christ. That's what Timothy was charged with. To, the, to tell these leaders uh, that were coming up below him, coming up behind him. And Paul goes on, verse 15 says, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What does it mean to rightly divide the word of truth? Does it mean that there's, when, does it mean when you read the Bible that you've got to be able to understand what's truth and what's false? No, because the Bible's all truth. So it's not necessarily it's not necessarily a, a way to read the scriptures. You're not rightly dividing the word by, okay, reading through the word. Okay, what do I need to believe in the word or what do I not need to believe in the word? We believe the entire word. The word of God is true. It is true, it is sure, it is steadfast. So what does it mean to rightly divide the word of truth? To rightly divide the word would mean that you understand what the scriptures are saying, understand what is truth, and then to be able to clearly communicate that truth to hearers so they understand what is truth and what is false. So Paul tells Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that doesn't need to be ashamed because you're able to rightly divide the word of truth. So the more we study God's word, the more we pour ourselves into God's word, the more we understand what is truth, the more we learn what is truth, the more we understand what the truth is so that then we can clearly communicate that truth to those who don't know the truth. If we don't know the scriptures, if we don't know the word of God, how are we to witness to people who don't know the truth? The only way we can know the truth is if we study the truth, if we study the word. And so then when we encounter somebody who doesn't know truth or is believing falsehoods or believing lies, we can then rightly divide the word, clearly communicate it to people who are lost, clearly communicate it to those who don't understand the truth. But you can only do that when you have studied and showed yourself approved unto God. So again, rightly dividing the word of truth is to be able to know and understand what is truth so that you can then clearly communicate to those who don't know truth or to those who are believing what is false. You can communicate that truth clearly to them so then they can understand. And it goes right back to the, that passage right before it. It's all to the subverting of the hearers. That's why we preach the word. It's so we can turn people in the right way, turn them away from sin, turn them away from the destruction their lives are headed, and turn them to the life that Jesus Christ offers them. Now watch the contrast here, because Paul then writes these words to Timothy. Verse 16, But shun profane and vain babblings for they will increase into more ungodliness. Their word will eat as, like a canker. Uh, Hymenius and Philetus, remember them, Paul says, who concerning the faith and the truth, they've erred, they've, they've, they've gone away from the truth. They started preaching falsehood, saying the resurrection's passed already, and they overthrew the faith of some. He says, nevertheless, the foundation of God's stand is sure foundation of God standeth sure what's that foundation truth his word so here we have this contrast paul's telling timothy charge your leaders that they remember the honor it is to serve god even when suffer even when people say you're a fool for believing god even when people say you're a fool for holding on to the word of god Let them recognize the honor that it is to preach that word. It's not about impressing people with your words, but it's because you're wanting to turn your hearers to truth. So study to show yourself approved unto God. Study the truth. Study the word. Study what is truth. So you won't need to be ashamed, and you can rightly divide it. You can communicate it clearly to those who don't know the truth. So we see this, we we, we see this uh, highlighting, this emphasizing of the word of God, the truth of God, the truth of His word. Embrace that. Pour yourself into that. Verse fifteen. But don't don't get involved in what he calls profane and vain and babblings don't get involved in these arguments that really mean nothing that are trying to create that create more chaos and create more confusion stick with the word paul says shun these profane and vain babblings all these arguments people get into there are times people just sit around and they get into arguments and they start arguing and, and taking stances over things that aren't even biblical. They're not even in God's word. And if it's not in God's word, if it's not if the principle is not there, if it's something that you're just, oh, philosophizing about, but you really have no scripture for it, no biblical foundation for it, then quit arguing about it. Because that's what's happened here. These, these people, Hymenius and Philetus, these two individuals, they begin to argue about things and profess certain things that were not really true. They weren't biblical. They weren't foundational to truth. They erred from the truth, Paul says, because they, they got caught up in all these vain things, all these just babblings, he called it. Just these 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 arguments that really meant nothing, these arguments that weren't founded and based on anything. Maybe they were based on human philosophy. Maybe they got caught up in, in, in things that Aristotle had said. Maybe they got caught up in things that Plato had professed. And, and maybe they were getting caught up like those on Mars Hill that Paul addressed in Acts 16. Maybe it was these kind of people that, that they got caught up in those kind of philosophies. And instead of preaching and sticking to God's word, the Torah, the word of God, instead of sticking to that, these first century believers hymenius and philetus they they just got off base they started talking and getting all mixed up in these things that weren't even biblical they've erred from the truth but here was here was the warning and here here was the sad part of it and this is why paul was talking to Timothy and saying you got to train your leaders right and you got to exp- express that this is what's important because Hymenius and Philetus didn't, well, they recognized the power of their influence and their words because their profane and vain babblings and their erring from the truth and their teaching pulled others away from the truth. They caused others to fall away. What happens to those who do not cling to and value the truth? First of all, if they are teachers and leaders, they don't cling to and value the truth. They can cause others to fall away. They themselves will err from the truth. But they will also cause others to fall away. So even if you're not a teacher or a leader, if you're just, if you are uh, not a teacher or a leader, but you, you, are, you follow um, someone, if you get caught up in someone who is erring from scripture and erring from the truth, you yourself can fall away. It is why it is so important that leaders and pastors and teachers stick to the Word of God. It is important that followers, the saints of God, stick to the Word of God because it is the most important thing. It is what verse 19 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. The Word of God, truth, that very foundation standeth sure. So cling to truth. Cling to God's Word. Cling to what is right. Whether you are a pastor or a teacher or a, a leader that gets up and teaches people, it doesn't matter. This applies whether you are a Timothy, one of the leaders in Timothy's group, or, or you are a saint of God who loves God. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Pour yourself into the Word of God. Build your life on the foundation of God that standeth sure. Here's a couple things I want us to do this week to focus on, what challenge you to focus on this week uh, concerning these scriptures. First of all, number one, avoid vain babblings. Avoid vain babblings. I bet you can find some vain babblings right now on Facebook, on social media. There are sometimes too many believers that get caught up in vain babblings on social media. Not only social media, and caught call it vain babblings, just talking on the phone to somebody, just, just in person talking to somebody. Stay clear of vain babblings. Don't get caught up in things that are outside God's word. Stick to the foundation of God's word that is sure. Avoid, push those things out of your life. Don't let those things take root in you. Avoid vain babblings. And secondly, value the truth. Cling to truth. Fight for truth. Truth is the most important thing. It is what will save us. It is what will hold us. It is what we will, we can build our lives on. It is a foundation that is sure and steadfast. Let's call on the name of the Lord together and thank him for this truth. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful and thankful for your word that you've given us, the truth of God, the truth, that foundation that holds us and keeps us and sustains us, Lord. I pray, God, for those listening to this podcast today that maybe have been caught up in vain babblings, as your word says. These these unimportant things that we have allowed ourselves to get caught up and argue over and pour ourselves into and all it does it damages ourselves and it causes people to err from what is really true God help us to love truth help us to rightly divide truth to clearly understand it so we can espouse truth so we can preach and teach truth so we can witness to truth so we can tell others about truth. God, let your truth be alive in us. Let your power be alive in us. Lead us and guide us. Help us to rightly divide the word of truth so that we know you in your fullness. We thank you for it. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.